0: Hey, it's Kaya from Bravo Wild Black, and I know what you're thinking right now. What is Blow, and why is it in my feed? Well, Blow is the new version of Suck, which was my succession podcast with our friend Jay, and we turned around and we changed it to Blow. This is the first episode. I just wanted to get it in front of you guys. I want you guys to listen to it, see if you like it, and then if you like it, please go to @BlowPod. Or type in blowpod wherever you get suckpod and wherever you get bravo while black. And I want you to download it. I want you to listen. And I want you to enjoy it. And if you don't, we will have a brand new episode of bravo. We're black tomorrow for you. Okay? Love you guys. Enjoy the episode. Bye. Hey, guys. It's me, Kaya. I know, I know, I know. I'm so sorry. You're probably wondering... Where the hell did me and Jay go? We just announced the end of SuckPod, R.I.P. Announced the beginning of BlowPod and then show up like a month later as if nothing has happened? Yeah, it's true. The truth is we were waiting on something, something, something gag worthy. Something really to talk about. And we have it in this new official first episode of BlowPod. I just wanted to warn you that I did refer to it as the second episode because I recorded something at first. But I realize that this one is much, much better for a premiere episode. And it definitely gives you the vibes that we're going for for BlowPod. So I hope that you enjoy this official first episode of BlowPod. You know, sometimes I will be joined by Jay. Sometimes I might be joined by other friends. So make sure you check back here every week for a new episode of BlowPod. Enjoy! welcome to episode two of blow pod and as you can hear in my voice i am confident and i am excited because we got jay in the motherfucking house jay tuck what's up
1: hello what's hello up? everybody
0: everyone uh, is back. obviously missing you uh, i did one episode that well, came out before this one and this is finally our combo episode where you will finally hear us combined talk about something other than succession okay and yes. i am excited about this so blow pod episode two with Jade. this is how it's supposed to be um just tell the people how you doing real quick before you get into everything
1: I'm, I'm doing well i think this past week it finally started feeling like summer we've made it to the, almost the fourth of july now but uh <laughs> I, I don't know why i didn't feel this way but finally like the sun's out uh it's hot and you know, just ready to enjoy the summer. But,
0: and then how you. are you feeling after? Because I already told them that I need to recover after succession is over. Um, how are you uh coping? Have you watched any more
1: episodes?
0: Have you gone back to watch episodes? Have you rewatched the finale?
1: I have not rewatched it, I probably so will stay away from it. I've been staying away from it. I probably will rewatch the entire series at some point in my life. um, Just like I want to rewatch all of breaking bad. Um, I don't know. I feel like I needed like not, I don't want to be like I needed space from succession. Like it's not like we were dating this show or anything, although sometimes maybe it felt that way. Um, But I don't know. I did want to kind of take a step away from that universe um, and that series. Now that it concluded and, I don't know I feel like I got I finally like feel like there's closure on it in many ways like the finale was awesome I feel like it got great coverage just on the internet like everyone kind of said their their piece about how great succession was Um, and now it's now it's over and when I come back to it again I want it to be a little fresh like I want some time to have passed so I can just dive in and enjoy the watch again from the beginning how about you
0: yeah, no. Um, I've been rewatching it actually. Like, I've been wa- rewatching it from the beginning just to see like where I should have known that Tom was going to be, you know, the one. And I'm looking at, especially if you go back to season one, episode three, they're in the same spot that they were in the last season, where Kendall and Roman are CEO and COO, and I thought that, that was like ironic. And then also it feel, it felt like Kendall he wanted to be CEO so bad, but he was also open to fresh ideas. Whereas in the last season, he's no longer open to these fresh ideas. Like he wanted mm-hmm. new tech and all of these things. It's it's very weird like parallels. And it felt that Tom and Shiv were actually gonna make it because we met nate in that episode but they didn't do anything so it was just weird weird parallels to the final season i advise everyone to check out season one episode three i talked about with my buddy uh she speaks it all and yeah that's pretty much it with succession but let's put that to bed and we'll revisit any news about the actors when we need to when we're covering these things and let's go into some cool news well maybe not cool but there's some news about tom cruise i don't know if you guys know that i feel i don't know how i feel about tom cruise i think that he's a very weird man i think that there's something up with this dude i don't know what it is about him but he fascinates me and scares me at the same time everyone talks about the two big releases of this summer since it's been a summer of movies it's already been a summer of movies like we had the little mermaid we had you know uh well there was the flash which i (laughs) anyways the two big releases are oppenheimer and the barbie movie that's what all the memes are about that's what pop culture is talking about that's what's being screened at all the film festivals that's what people are you know right now there's uh, a bunch of promo tours going on about barbie and oppenheimer which i think is also getting to tom cruise because if you didn't know, there's a new Mission Impossible coming out. Um, Mission Impossible—it's very action-y, so it's not my style. Do you like Mission Impossible?
1: Yeah, I actually do. I like those movies. I don't know—I don't like uh, follow them religiously or anything. Or you know, I don't know if I'll see this one in theaters or if I'll wait till it comes out on streaming. But I've actually always been a fan of the Mission Impossible movies. I think Tom Cruise is one of those. Uh, weird guys that just puts together an awesome um action flick yeah even though and, and like even though it doesn't seem like he ages at all and he's been doing this for like 25 30 years
0: i don't know if you <laughs> so. saw the that's the only thing that i've seen around this movie was the cgi of him like he really does this. And you you all know that like Will Smith and Tom Cruise are famous for doing their own stunts. This man is sixty years old. He's still doing his own stunts. Did you see that video yeah. of him on the motorcycle? Yes, and he goes all the way, and then 100%. they said that he did like twelve times.
1: That's crazy. Per- yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's one of those things too, Kay, Where it's like, um, he's been doing this for so long and you see those videos and and i feel like with social media now it even helps his movies even more cuz you see like a an iphone video of when they're actually filming the show and you see him like driving a motorcycle off a cliff and then parachuting how how does that make you not want to see this movie you know what i mean like this guy is just out here doing it i don't know of many other actors or action stars that just go for it in this way. So in a row, mind you. Yeah. So
0: guys, he has to ride a motorcycle through the straight line, jump like jumps off the. He doesn't jump off the motorcycle. Like the motorcycle drops or whatever, and then mm-hmm. he has to parachute down into a perfect place. And you see the director literally like holding his breath. Like, did I just kill Tom Cruise? And Tom Cruise is just like, no, let's do this shit again until they get like the perfect shot and it's insane so right now there's drama with imax because obviously oppenheimer and christopher nolan is all the hype and that's what everyone is going to be seeing going to imax for but Mm -hmm. uh it turns out that i believe that mission impossible comes out around the same time or right before oppenheimer and they're only getting a one week run before Oppenheimer comes to IMAX and Tom Cruise is extremely upset about it because he feels like he's been loyal to just the movie industry in general and especially like making movies that would be great to see in IMAX instead of a regular theater like the IMAX experience is like another when you're watching movies mm-hmm. like Tom Cruise makes um, so the ceo of imax i believe came out and explained that the reason that oppenheimer is having this exclusivity is because they were shot on imax cameras so Ah, that's like yeah the fine print um that's insane but tom cruise is extremely upset about it and he's The CEO, I'm just going to read it. His name is Rich Gelfand. He said that, I feel sad in a way that we can't accommodate all of them. I know Mission Impossible is going to be a really big movie, but no one has a special place in IMAX's heart because it uses our cameras and promotes us. It's not a matter of us saying which we can make more money on. I would hope after Oppenheimer's on, we can bring back Mission. So hence it's all about the camera Mission was shot with. The Sony Venice. And ZCam, whereas Oppenheimer shot with MSN90802, which I don't know what that it is, but it's it's exclusive to IMAX. So it's all about the money. And what do you think about that? Camera a lot of people feel that they should have some some kind of like, I don't know, like they should they owe Tom Cruise because he essentially brought back the movie industry after the pandemic. Everyone was going to see like Marvel films, sure. But when he did, what's the, the movie with the Americans and they're like all in the, the Air Force, the Tom Cruise movie, um, yeah,
1: like
0: crying over. Let me
1: oh, uh, why am I blanking on this? It's the, <laughs> the big plane it. movie. No, that it was really good too. Um, yeah, uh,
0: grown men were crying. Top Gun, Top Gun, Gun Maverick. Right top gun maverick <laughs> was, literally, was literally making grown men cry i remember like
1: yeah
0: i they were just so emotionally like invested into top gun maverick and that is what was credited to bring back people to the movies because this was a movie going experience
1: it was. and
0: you know as as, much, as weird as I think he is, I appreciate that of him because they were even talking about shutting down movies and how everything is just streaming now. But then we had Top Gun yeah. come out and everything was, you know, fine. So what do you think about this whole drama? With-
1: I mean, is I think possible? I think IMAX needs to make it right for Tom. Like, it's great that Oppenheimer is getting, you know... That Oppenheimer was shot on IMAX. It seems to be made for IMAX. We all know Christopher Nolan. You know, gets upset if you watch any of his films in any other way besides <laughs> on an IMAX screen. Which, like, I, it's which is a whole other thing in of itself. Because I think it's like, well, not everybody can just like go out to the movies right now to watch your movie, Christopher Nolan. And like,
0: IMAX is definitely and like, IMAX is
1: expensive. <laughs> out,
0: it's expensive and yeah. it's not as common as. I can go down the street to the movie theater, Regal, but to go to IMAX, I have to travel like 12, 13 miles.
1: Yeah, they're not as accessible for most people in general. And it's weird that this thing that's like kind of hard to get to, definitely more expensive than the average movie, like. You know, it, it's great that Christopher Nolan has such this respect and love for film and filmmaking. That's awesome. But I think some of the messaging that he comes out in interviews when he's like, you know, you can you should only watch this film in IMAX. It's like, all right, man. But like, you know like, what I mean? Do you There's want a... me to
0: watch it or not? Like, and also, like, real. are you just
1: aware that everything now just goes to streaming, and that in terms of like pop culture, in terms of the way that that most people see this stuff? Is not even on a home flat screen TV, but like on a computer, on an if, iPad, on an iPhone. If you like, know, you know. <laughs> right. So Shout it's like, out to all the freaking and look. I'm, out there. I'm guilty of it. Like, I'll watch, a, you know, like w- his new film when it comes out on, on, on streaming. an airplane. Right. And I'll watch it on an airplane. And hey, you know what? I can use my imagination. I'm sure the explosions look. even more incredible on a big screen and that's great and you know hopefully one day um i'll live next to an imax theater or something and i can just go and just like have that vibe and when i go i'll know that christopher nolan's proud of me um which will get which will bring me some happiness uh but you know like overall chill be realistic bffr be fucking for real and going back to the whole imax thing for a second too like Mm -hmm. yeah like tom cruise is a huge star he has he does have these big block blockbuster movies i think imax should work with him in whatever capacity they can to to make it work um uh so that he can get his movies in those theaters as well i'm sure it's just I'm sure it was just kind of more of a misunderstanding and now Tom Cruise is pissed and that um, all the business people uh, will will kind of smooth things over and figure this out.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Shout out to Tom Cruise because no matter how I feel about you, which is still undecided, you did your big one with Top Gun Maverick. Um, yes, okay. he did it. <laughs> so on to some new things that are out and able to watch right now. You are famously a Black Mirror fan. I can't watch the show because I feel like my life is just one episode of Black Mirror, so I just tend to stay yeah. away from it. So I would like to know you're very excited. A lot of as were a lot of people that out of nowhere they announced that the season has already been filmed and then they dropped it like less than like a month after announcing or whatever. They had some big names: Aaron Paul, like Sarah Hyman. Hi- Hi- uh, Like a lot of people. What did you think of Black Mirror? The new season?
1: Loved it. Well, sorry. Let me take a step back. I love the show Black Mirror. I don't think it's for everybody. Um, It's a British TV show that is very meta. That talks about a lot of things. Has a lot of themes of how technology has impacted our lives in society. Um, and because that again it is very meta and it's also it can also be really scary and anxiety inducing so if you don't like shows that really make you like think about life and get really introspective it's probably not for you and even as a fan of it sometimes it becomes too much and i'm like okay um you know i think i need to delete all my social media or whatever um this season was was good it was six episodes and as I texted you, Kay, like some episodes were amazing. I thought, um,
0: was Lock- your favorite.
1: And then what was like, yeah. the least favorite. my favorite was Locke Henry by far. Um, that was the one with, uh, I'm blanking on the actress's name, but she's the star of the show industry on HBO. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Fantastic actress. Um, I'm just blanking on her name right now, but, uh, it was a really, really good, Good look at true crime and how uh, these new you know this wave of popularity of true crime shows uh, really kind of peels back a lot of trauma for the people that are in them and kind of just like kind of blows over the impact that these shows have on the people on the subjects in it so I thought that was a really good one I don't want to give anything away in case people haven't seen it yet but that that's my favorite episode I think anyone even if you're not a Black Mirror fan, it is a little scary that episode. But I think it's definitely worth the watch. Um, I also really enjoyed the last one. I think it's called like Demon Something Something, um, which was essentially the premise is this woman accidentally activates this like demon stone thing, no. and a demon appears, and she has to kill three people otherwise the apocalypse going to. Is going to happen. Um, but the demon is like very funny and chill and kind of like, hey, like this is my job. Like, I just need to do my job right now. Like, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> so it was, it was really, it was just a funny episode. It was, it was light. It wasn't as, um, was it, okay, did it have to, have to be three people that she
0: knew or just three random no, people?
1: No, 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 three random people. And through the episode, like the way she goes about it, she tries to pick people that have had really bad. Um, you know, that have done bad things or will have a really bad future, and the demon can like see their future and say, okay, this person's gonna do this horrible thing. You should kill them or not. It's a little bit more complicated than that, but really, really well, really well done. Um, so I definitely recommend those two. Um, I did think some of the episodes did fall a little flat, to be honest. And I don't know if I've I, I honestly have not been following the buzz online. About it, but the buzz is, is like there's this episode called something is it, is it about Joan or something like
0: that? Like, Joan, like
1: oh, the first one, yeah, yeah, um, okay. So everyone's talking about episode. that one, yeah,
0: that's what people are talking about. Do you think that that lives up to the hype of Black Mirror?
1: Yeah, so that one, and this is actually another reason thing that I actually now that I'm talking about this, I really liked it about this season. They kind of uh, made fun of Netflix quite a bit. <laughs> Which I give them a lot of respect for. That's the first uh, episode. Joan is awful, where essentially a woman realizes that her life is now a show on Netflix, more or less. And the idea that, and this is this is what I mean why how like technology is such a big part of it. Um, The idea is that the future of a of a service like Netflix combines with kind of what um, Instagram or TikTok is known for, where it's super. Targeted and customizable content for the user, so they're able to essentially make you know content on Netflix starring people that you know, or even starring yourself because it's all through like content that's out there. Well, that so that's the concept of it, but the reality is that you know it makes people look horrible in TV shows more or less. It's a little bit more complex than that. I thought that episode was pretty well done. Okay, outside of that, the other three.
0: I just want to know what you not- because I know yeah. that you were upset about something. You were yes.
1: like, this is not the space episode. I thought that one fell really flat. I'm just being honest. The one with Aaron Paul, who did a great job acting, but it was about um these two astronauts in space where they have like replicas of themselves yeah. down in Earth and they can transfer their consciousness into those replicas so they can like spend time with their family as themselves and all this like crazy stuff happens that i I don't want to get into but yeah usually uh black mirror does provide some like logical explanation for how the technology works in the in their episodes and this one it just fell a little it fell a little bit flat i and the ending was not good at all like the ending is like so random and doesn't really have an explanation but i think the cool thing about about black mirror is that every episode is so different that i think if if you're the type of person that you know likes anthology series it's really good and and worth it so um it's always my, worth the watch in my opinion okay so my last question about black mirror especially since i don't
0: watch it so i wouldn't have a in the uh, opinion on it but what do you think like did they lose it after the pandemic or do you think that this season is up to par with the other seasons?
1: I think it's up to par. I think that the, just the nature of the show and they have different directors and actors and every single thing. Like you're bound to have an episode now and again, that just isn't for everybody. So I think it's still good. I think it's still worth the watch. I'm curious how much more of this they're going to like, how many more seasons they'll do. My guess is, is, Several more just because it is popular in Netflix and um Netflix will probably put the money behind it, but I don't know. Overall, I thought it was uh I thought it was good and worth worth the watch. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, shout out to Black Mirror fans. I know that my friend Kendrick really loves it. He wants me to watch it and I don't know. I want to start with the Miley Cyrus episode because I know yes, the song. Yeah, that's a good one. I know the song without even <laughs> <laughs> watching the show just because I'm, I'm a pop fan. Yeah. But, okay, let's get to what we're here to talk about for real. Like, what are the best shows on... Well, obviously FX has been putting out hits after hits after hits, but um, I think they really reached a new kind of popularity when they put out like, for is in Trouble. That shit yeah. was so good.
1: So and then, dark and sad. Yeah. Like, and then before
0: that, The Bear premiered. I think, yeah, that was before. The Bear premiered. So it's like, it shows their versatility on the different kinds of shows that they can make. They're capable of making, like, premium shows, even if they aren't considered, like, a premium network. Um... Season 2 of The Beer, it obviously starts with them trying to clean up the mess of how Season 1 ended. Uh, Basically, they just need a whole new restaurant. We are just going to talk about the first half of the season. And just how we like it so far and things like that. So, obviously, it starts with Carmi and Sydney. They've entered into a partnership. Sydney is, you know... Almost just as good as Carmy, and he kind of agrees to be her guide and go into like a partnership instead of like he's calling the shots all the time. I feel like it's a lot less stressful than the first season. Yeah, I was even scared to start it. I'm like, does it make sense if I'm not starting this at night because I know that sometimes (laughs) it would like keep me up at night and raise my blood pressure and my pulse. It's a lot calmer,
1: don't you think? It's a it's a very fast-paced show in general. I think I don't I don't know if it's calmer. What I would say is that the fast pace has moved out of the kitchen and into the dialogue, mm. meaning it's it's less of them like all, you know, cooking in a line and yelling at each other and more like them exploring the their relationships with each other. Ooh. Um while opening a re- a restaurant and w- when they explore the relationships with each other, like the dialogue is still very quick and they're kind of everyone's still fighting with each other um you obviously still see a lot of that like kind of toxic behavior between the characters um or you know aggressive or whatever you want to call it, but it's less about the kind of fast paced in a kitchen high stress anxiety that I think the show is known for in the first season, which I thought was an interesting choice, by the way. Like you know what I mean? Like it's this show that was a sleeper hit, breakout, and then in their second season. So you would think that it would
0: keep the same direction, but it changed direction. And that's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing because I think with every show you want to see progress and maybe not Mm -hmm. even progress within the characters, but just progress on the show. And I think that like Mm -hmm. watching this first half, I see that, okay, they have a plan in place. Things are obviously going to go wrong because it's the bear, right? But at least they are progressing. They are, you know, they have some money that they found last season. They're securing money from the guy again this season to open what they decide that they want like a restaurant that is going to be a buzzy restaurant rather than a fast paid, like a diner-esque restaurant that it was when we kind of got there. So we're going to have elevated dishes. I think Sydney decides that she wants a star, Mm -hmm. whatever that means. (laughs) It's
1: like getting a Michelin Michelin star is like, Kind of think of a good it's kind it's not like winning an Oscar in food. It's kind of just getting like a very high <laughs> rank. It's almost honestly, it's like getting a um having like uh I don't know, like a four or five star Yelp review or something, but at the highest, highest level. You know? Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Yeah, because like I've, it's I've a been a prestigious to...
1: award at the most basic point, like the Michelin Stars, it's just a prestigious award. I think And I heard
0: it? that it's yeah. like you have to do things every single day in a certain order or like have the same kind of service every single day. Like, it's really hard to keep the star apparently. Right. What I hear from people. Yeah. Uh, You have to get it
1: every year. Like, it's not like you just get it and that's it. It's like you get it and then they come back and you know, yeah, you can keep it or you can lose it. So it's tough. It's, it's a really hard thing to accomplish and really prestigious in the restaurant world.
0: Yeah. And we, okay. So everyone is pretty much, Scrambling to see what they can do to help. I really like uh, Tina's storyline so far because I think that we saw last season that Tina uh, she was kind of just a cook and she wasn't really feeling Sydney, and then Sydney was saw her and she was like, Mm. "You can
1: actually, you have potential." Like, yeah, and we're seeing that potential. Exactly, that's the best arc of this season, hands down. That's my that's been my favorite part of the show this season, without a doubt. Is her arc and just seeing her crushing it in the in the cooking school, flaying that fish, and then singing when she goes to the the karaoke bar and sings as well. And um, I mean, you know, and, and that's all and that's what I what I mean too, where it's like it's still fast paced, but it's so much more hopeful and so much more positive than last season. Um, there's a
0: lot of heart in this show yeah oh totally
1: it's a lot more heart there's a
0: family obviously you know Carmi and Richie are still trying to have this restaurant and uh, get everything together while dealing with you know Michael's death who both Mm -hmm. of them were close with in different ways Richie just can't get his shit together he's still not getting his shit together Uh, I don't think that he sees like the vision of what Sydney and Carmi are trying to do they introduce a uh, love interest for Carmi, which I guess it progresses by the end of the season. And also Natalie, which is the sister of Carmi and R. P. Michael Sugar, she decides to be the COO of the restaurant, which it desperately needs if it wants to reach the heights that they're talking about. And what was that that you said that you liked the aspect of like you know introducing her as a COO?
1: uh wait did i say that oh i I thought she was she's just a good addition to the show and like getting more i feel like she didn't have as much screen time last season and i think she actually adds a lot of humor and a lot of um heart to the series Um, yeah yeah i've really enjoyed it i'm halfway through the the mid i think i'm actually literally in the middle of the middle of the entire series i'm on the hour-long episode which i think is episode five and I'm halfway through it. So, um
0: FAC yeah. is hilarious. I think that FAC and what's his name? The other one. I think it's it Sweeps. Yeah, Fak and Sweeps are hilarious together. They're trying to, you know, do like, figure out like the electricity and like all the oh things God, that go yeah. behind. So funny.
1: So funny. Behind
0: the restaurant.
1: Yeah. It's just
0: such a a funny thing. And you don't really think about it when you think about people opening a restaurant, you just think that people just need things to cook out of need the dishes and shit like that. But like, you really oh, wow. need all these things to be able to pass like a test and mm-hmm. it can get shut down at any time where you need these permits and it's stressful, but it's a different kind of stressful. It's like they're working towards a goal kind of stressful more so than carmy doesn't want to be here but he's here because his brother died it's it's giving him more of a purpose it's giving sydney more of an experience and also a purpose fact Mm -hmm. is obviously embedded into the lives of these characters in some kind of way i think he's also an executive producer on this show um richie still needs to grow a lot and i hope that we see that throughout the the season and Tina's storyline is amazing. Um, we are going to come up on some a, a bunch of celebrity cameos on the second half of the season, so we'll definitely be back to discuss the cameos and how it ends, and obviously our like our VIPs, like our favorite moments and things like that. So, what is what is your favorite thing about this first half so far? Tina's storyline,
1: yeah. Tina's storyline, the overall humor and heart of the show. Um, and just how it like continues to surprise me. You know what I mean? Like it's just one of those shows that like every episode, they um there's just moments of heart, moments of passion, like just fun, interesting visuals of Chicago. Like it's just, it's one of those shows like you don't really, there's not many shows that like take place in Chicago and you see the city and get a sense of the culture and just have this incredible cast and all these people that are coming together and it's fast paced and it's fun and the episodes are short. And I think the best analogy I can make to the bear as a series overall, it's kind of like walking around your neighborhood and like just stopping into like a little, um, you know, a little restaurant that you hadn't seen before and like sitting down and like grabbing a bite to eat and being like, oh my God, this is amazing. Why have I like, yeah. like, this is so surprising and amazing. Like, I never saw this place here. I was right. walked by it or something, and now here it is, and it's, it's great. So I think that, yeah. that kind of feeling of discovery um, and excitement is, is a big part of the bear, and um, a reason why I'm a big fan of it.
0: And perpetually holding my breath to see what's going to happen next, because as good as it's going, we never know how things are going to end, because they are always stressing me out but um that is your second episode of Uh, jay i'm so glad that you are here to talk about this with us and whenever you have time we will finish up the beer and obviously we'll have some more things to talk about and we hope that you guys have an amazing week weekend wherever you listen listening to this
1: and um yeah that's pretty much it all right bye bye